Welcome to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones, and I'm here with two people today. I'm here with Jason Barrett and CJ Flood, and we're going to talk about CJ's journey with the Fit Dad Club and basically give you an insight to what coaching is from the other side of things, but also you're going to get a great bunch of insights from CJ's journey on how he's transformed his life. And I'll, I'll let you know a couple of just high level um, stats right now. CJ's lost 40 kilos. He's changed his life would be a bit of an understatement. Um, and you can hear how, how he changed his life to then also give you one, sometimes it's there's hope for anyone as far as you wanting to change your life also, because sometimes we think to ourselves, oh, I can't do this, or, you know, I, you know it's not good enough it for, me, or, for me. Yeah, it's not going to happen for me. Exactly, mate. And I think, you know, with this, it gives you an insight to someone that's like, just like you, you know, and you can do it too. And I think that's the biggest thing I want you to get away from this. If not, just be fucking motivated to go for a run. I don't care. Um, either way. So CJ, I'll first welcome you, mate. Welcome to the to the show, CJ. How you doing, buddy? Cheers, mate. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. I love, love getting the chance to hang out with you and Jace. Um, and it's it's been super cool to be uh, watching you guys dropping uh, knowledge and, and insight you know, for quite a while now. And I'm super excited to hopefully impart some of that and share some of my journey and my story to hopefully everyone kind of watching and listening can, you know, have that little aha moment that I had, you know, myself. If anything, mate, you'll definitely be trolled on YouTube for something. Don't worry. Uh, uh, mate, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. <laughs> and Jay, yeah, exactly. And Jace, how are you doing today, mate? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, it's it's been very cold over here in Perth in the last couple of weeks. I say that to uh, t- Tasmanians, so um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk on it too much. But um, no, everything's been going been going super well. Training's feeling good. Everything's feeling good. But um, I'm really keen to hear this story and also help um, you know be a part of CJ sharing his story because you know you can listen to people who are personal trainers and nutritionists and people who are sort of quote unquote in the industry for a long time and it's like oh yeah well yeah you guys know all this stuff already and you you know did all this training I was like oh fuck that like none of that stuff actually prepares you I know plenty of personal trainers who don't train hard I know plenty of nutritionists who eat like shit right like it doesn't actually matter but hopefully hearing it from someone who you know that hasn't necessarily come from that background who's coming in as a client and just been like yeah you know what I want to change my life these are the things that that sort of um, you know, were the aha moments for me will hopefully set the spark in, in you guys, as CJ said. Awesome. So, mate, coming coming back to that, CJ, let's recap where you were before you started coaching. Um, basically, where you were with your weight, where you were with your headspace as well. So just give us all a bit of a recap. Uh, yeah, so um, I started coaching, you know, back in September 21 um, and – where I was at was at my wits end. <laughs> I was, you know, I had been, uh, since my second ACL reconstruction back in 2015, you know, so like six and a half, seven years deep, I'd just been on this negative spiral of momentum. You know, things were getting worse. Pain was getting worse, you know, gaining more weight. Uh, couldn't move, you know, this hurt, that hurt. You know, it was next thing after the next thing. And it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't for lack of trying, man. Like there's probably a good 12 or 15 different things and diets and, and workouts and this and that, that I tried. I went to physios, I went here and there. And, you know, I spent literally tens of thousands of dollars to try and solve this 
problem that I was facing. So it's not like I was just kind of coasting. Um, and then the birth of my second son, you know, uh, kind of right in that, you know, middle of 2019 area there. And I was like, I really just kind of got to the point where it was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to find anything. I don't know if I'm, I'm ever going to, you know, get back to what I was or anything like that. So I'd really kind of lost hope, um, you know, after that and, and just really struggled. And I was like, well, I'm not going to focus on my health. I'm just going to focus on being a dad because at least I can control that. And then, you know, the first kind of like few months of 2021, you know, I was talking to my dad who was in his sixties, who has worked a physical job his entire life. And, you know, it was still out in working in construction and, and doing hard things. And I was just like, oh, this poor bugger, he's up in the heat of North Queensland and he's just busting his ass. And he, he never did it for anything other than to be there for his family and even continue to do so, you know, um, to this day. And then I was talking with my mom and she was like, hey, like, I need you to come down and visit me because I've got to go and have a brain aneurysm removed. I've got to have brain surgery. And I was like, wait, what? Um, and that conversation, which was, you know, she's in her early 60s and, you know, that was a place of like, okay, wow. Like, okay, I've got one, my dad, who is physically, you know, um, just copped a beating his entire life and is really starting to feel the effects of that. And then two, my mom, who's, you know, really starting to have some other health stuff. And I was looking at my two boys and there's no pain. Like, I can't describe to you the pain that comes across that you feel the shame, the guilt when you have to say to your nine-year-old son, like, no, I can't hop on the trampoline with you because I'm too heavy. Like, that's where I was, man. And I, I had just given up so much and I was like, I don't know what else to do. Um, so from a headspace, man, like I'd, I was lost. I was at the bottom of this dark pit. You know, I had a, a loving family. I had, you know, a business and, you know, I had friends and think like so much of my life was going well. And I think without that stuff, I really would have struggled a lot more. But in terms of my health and my own personal kind of validation around that, like, and my personal goals and, and everything that I wanted to do with my life, like it was, it was dark, man. And like, I, I couldn't go and hang out with friends, you know, if there was too many steps, I couldn't you know, go and walk with my kids down along the Esplanade, you know, and take them for bike rides. Like I couldn't do those things. I was missing out on so much of my life. And hearing this conversation with my parents, I just sat there and I was like, I'm, I'm not going to have this conversation with my kids. And it was that moment. And it was in the start of 21 that I really started trying to find a solution. And I looked here and I looked there and then one day through the, the ever loving guidance of my, my dear wife and, you know, where she humbled me enough and she's like, just, just ask for help. And, you know, I put a, a post up on Facebook and I just asked all my, the guys that I know up there, like the dads that are entrepreneurs and business owners. I was like, how the hell do you manage all this? Like what's working? And a bunch of them commented. And, and one guy that I, I know he, uh, he tagged you, Trav, and he's like, wait, well, check out this guy and, and get connected with him. And then, yeah, that was kind of the whole connection point. So everything up until that point was just like 
it wasn't for a lack of trying. It wasn't for just giving up. It was, it wasn't for a lack of knowledge. It wasn't for a lack of support in other areas. It was just, dude, I just couldn't seem to get my positive momentum for my health again. Yeah. I couldn't overcome that negative momentum. And it was just, it was hard, man. It was, it was real tough. Um, having those conversations with my parents and, and having those conversations with my kids was some of the hardest things I've had to do, but I'm so goddamn grateful that I had them. Um, because without those motivations, without those little nudges, I, I wouldn't have got connected with Trav. I wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't have gone through the journey that I have. And then, you know, obviously when we got together, Trav, it was, um, it was a completely different story, you know, from the get go. Um, yeah. so yeah, hopefully that kind of gives you a bit of an insight, you know. It, it, mate, it does. It definitely does. I think for anyone who's listening, um, who is a dad, I think they can feel the vulnerability that you're also sharing because, uh, mate, like I, I was, I've been heavier. I've been up to 120 kilos. I sit at 90 kilos quite, he- quite well now. Um, and I fluctuate within two kilos. That's my bandwidth. I like to fluctuate within. Um, and I, I know that when I got heavier, I looked at my kids and I was like, they were young enough to me not to feel like I was missing out or something. I just said, all right, my kid's born. I need to get my shit together because I don't want to ever miss out on anything. I think yeah. as you're at the stage where you're like, fuck, I am missing out on some stuff. I can be better. I just need to figure out how. Um, I think it doesn't matter where you are on the journey, guys. You know, you can, you know, and we've talked about this a couple of times, CJ, like you draw a line in the sand and then like that's one decision that's followed by many other decisions, right? But mm. it's the first initial decision of like, no, I'm going to change my life. Yeah. And it, it seems I made that decision multiple times. I made that decision every time I signed up for a new gym or I teamed up with a, you know, a partner, a training partner, or I, you know, tried out this new diet or this new supplement. I mentally made that decision every time, but something hit different when, when I was like, it became more than just about weight. Mm. It became about health. It became about my family. It became about my kids. It became about the example that I wanted to be for them. It became about not being a burden as I age and get further into my life that I don't become a burden onto my two sons and making sure that that doesn't happen. You know, and when I made that decision, it was the same decision, but it was just different. It was like through a different lens, you know, it's kind of like you can, you can make, you can say the same thing a thousand times, but it's like, you know, the thousand verse is completely different. And that's what it really felt like. And when I got there, you know, when I, when I first jumped on the scales, which was, you know, I, like I, I took the batteries out of my scales at home because I didn't want to see my weight. Like it was, it got to the point I was, I was just so done with it. You know, I, I didn't wear anything, you know, that looked halfway decent in terms of clothes. Like I just got around in exercise shirts, uh, exercise shirts and shorts and, and didn't do anything else. You know, like I couldn't find a pair of jeans to, you know, get dressed up to take my wife out. Like that stuff just wasn't a reality for me for a long time. And then when I jumped on the scales, when we started working, Trav, and I was like, holy shit, you know, 130 kilos, like that's, that's a very large number. Um, 
But then I remember thinking, well, you know, it's a large number. So hopefully that means it can become much smaller, much quicker than what I first thought. And, you know, having that conversation with you was like, you know, when we first started, it was like, oh, we're just going to focus on these few simple things. And I was like, dude, is that it? Like, really? Is that all we're doing? I, I li literally remember this, getting off that first conversation. I'm like, that can't be it. Surely not. Like, it, it can't be that easy. I can't have struggled for like nearly seven years and gone through all this pain and, and have that be the answer. Like, there is no way. And uh, yeah, well, I'm happy to say I was pretty wrong about that. <laughs> but, you know, it was, uh, it was tough, man. It was tough to get to that point. But I'm, I'm really glad I did. And I, I'm glad that it, the journey, you know, that um, process has, has built a lot of character for me now that allows me to be a better example for my kids. Yeah, I think like when we look at this as well, anyone starting their journey, they do, you can over one analyze and over research what you need to do. And I think CJ, you're probably a big proponent on that, but I think most people are dude, like what's the perfect program? What's the best diet? We go through mm. all these different ways. You know, I should be tracking my calories and we over analyze macros and proteins and carbs and like when I should be eating, how can I be eating? What's the best training split? What do I like? It's like, yeah. dude, like. We just set your calories up and got you to walk 10,000 steps a day consistently. <laughs> like like it, was, it was just that easy, but it was, like, <laughs> but I remember like, you know, I said to you that first conversation, I was like, look, mate, here's what I've done in the past. And I've gone, yeah. I've gone too heavy handed, too, too fast, you know, coming yeah. off the, I've had a shoulder reconstruction, two knee reconstructions, a bunch of other injuries from my time in the army. Um, and I was like, I, I can't go heavy handed at this again, you know, where in the past I'd be like, right, I'm going to hit the gym four days a week and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then like, I might have enough willpower to get through week one and two and three, but by the time the end of the month rolls around, like I'm so toast, my body is sore, everything's sore. I'm just like, Oh, I just can't do it. And I just can't mm -hmm. keep going. And it just beat me down to the point where I was like, I couldn't get over that like one month hurdle. But then you're like, Oh, we'll, we'll just start walking a little bit more and Make sure you don't eat too much. Yeah. I was like, what? No, surely not. Surely not. <laughs> but yeah, it turns out it works, eh? I, but I think and like when we look at that, we, we progressively overload habits as we get healthier mm. and healthier as well, right? And I think, you know, progressive overload is a great terminology as far as gaining lean muscle mass in the gym. But I don't think many people um, oh. do that with their health and fitness, right? They look at trying to go all or nothing. And I think that's what so many people do rather than start small, achieve small, build momentum, and then winners win. And I think that's oh. what you have to understand. And losers lose. So if you, and it might just sound stupid right, when I say that, but it's the truth, right? Like winning creates a winner's mindset. And you said at the start there, CJ, it's like, you said, I lost hope, right? Like you, just, you said that. Um, and that's where you were. So the worst thing we could possibly do was to do something and put a plan together where you would fail in any way. Because yeah. all of a sudden you would create more self-doubt and then more self-doubt leads to more despair. So all our goal was to make, let's do something so simple that you could feel like a winner again. And then as you start winning, we are going to make this harder. You go from like the minor leagues into the big leagues. Yeah. Now we're in the big league, CJ. We're going to win on a different level, right? And, yeah. and that's what we did, right? And But winners win because they all of a sudden you go from instead of that doubt 
we actually start gaining hope. And then when we gain hope, we gain confidence. And when we become, become confident, we kind of become unstoppable. And I think everyone can become that unstoppable person if they start small. 100%, man. And I, like, I think you hit the nail on the head there where it's like, let, let's just rack up one win, you know, one little thing and let's just start there. And I remember, you know, like, um, the, the first time we, we jumped on the call and it's like, all right, here's what we're going to set you up with and went through things. It's like, here's your calories. Here's what we want you to do. Here's a couple of, you know, common pitfalls to watch out for. You know, like I, I was, luckily I was wearing Garmin at the time. I knew my average steps and things like that. But like at the same time, man, I was, I was downing like a box or two of ibuprofen a week just to try and get through the week because my feet were so sore from plantar fasciitis. Like I couldn't walk 10,000 steps when I first started. Yeah. You know, I said to you like, oh, my average is like 5,000 steps a day. I'm working from home. I'm it's like, righto, like, let's just start getting you to 5,000 every day. Let's just yeah. start with that. And I was like, surely, surely this guy's like on something. Like this cannot work. Man, I, I can remember talking to my wife. I'm sitting down, you know, even like that, those first couple of calls that we had. And I was like, this guy must be like, off his rocket or something because it can't be this easy it can't be this simple i feel like i'm being you know deceived or something's going but it was just like win little win little win little win and then it stacked up and then i jump on the call with you i'm like hey trav you know i hit seven days where i got five thousand steps and i was like ecstatic dude the confidence that i got from that was just mind-blowing and then i was like well let's just see if we let's see if we can get 14 days and then can we get 21 and then it's like hey let's let's up it let's let's take it a little bit further let's get five and a half and i was like oh man i don't know like that's real hard you know and like the the thing was like the the part that i loved the most about training with you and and being coached by you is that i i missed from everything else that i tried and all the other gyms and the trainers and the, the programs and this and that it was like I finally felt like someone listened to my situation. I finally felt like someone understood that I was a dad. I was a husband. I was a business owner. And we're in the middle of trying to figure out what the hell happens next in our lives. You know, I've got a toddler that's in there that, you know, isn't doing well with sleep. I've got this and I've got that. I had all, and it's like, dude, cool. We'll just work around that. We'll just work around that. And like these seemingly massive hurdles were, like, cool, we'll just navigate it and we'll just do it together. Mm. And I, it felt like so tailored and so unique to me. But looking back on it, I go, okay, it really wasn't. But it was just the fact that I had somebody to listen and understand and provide me some support and say, hey, you're doing a good job. And hey, oh, you could have done this a little bit better or watch out for that coming up or go here or, or try this or do that. And literally have someone coach me through the process. That made such a massive difference, man. And it was like that alone with with someone makes a huge difference. And I think um, in saying that, when you and anyone, any dad listening out there, it's very rarely that you're a 130 kilo dad and all your friends have abs and are running marathons, right? Mm. So when you're looking for guidance and support from your friends, when you're trying to change your life, majority of the time is those closest people to you 
also probably need to change their life as well. And they yeah. can't give you that guidance or support or help you navigate it. So sometimes what we need to look at is proximity, accountability, and focus are the three key things to changing your life. So if you have, if you have proximity to someone who has done what you want to do, you have accountability from them as well. Um, not only just accountability to yourself, but you have accountability to them. And if they can refocus you every single week, what's the next and most important thing? What's the next most important thing? Like those three things coupled together isn't something you can get from your overweight mate, right? It, it just isn't. But also your overweight mate isn't going to tell you the truth or going to push you any harder. And then when you yeah. start losing weight, they're probably going to sabotage you. And not because yeah. they don't think, not because they're not your friend, just because if they're not moving as fast as you forward, they just subconsciously start to uh, resent your, your progress. And then they'll start to sabotage you nine times out of 10. And that, yeah. when everyone again on the YouTube right now going, Oh yeah, whatever. Start hating on me for saying your friends aren't helping you. In reality, they aren't. You need mm -hmm. to find new friends. If you're 40, 50 kilos overweight, you need to find new friends who are going to support the new habits that you need to, build because you need to divorce your past and that's the truth right yeah. and no one's there to tell you no cj like you're fat mate like or cj like oh yeah because they're not right like no. they're like you're you're okay man you're just big boned you've got a lot on your plate yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. yeah, don't worry about it try again it's all good just yeah it's, it's all right don't worry about it and it's just over and over it's just like that that pleasing that that yeah that that you know, not small minded or um, anything, but just like that being okay in, in what is and that mediocrity. It's hard to find somebody that's going to, you know, cut through what is and be like, here's what's up, man. Here's what's up. Yep. You know, and you can sometimes, you know, if you're fortunate enough, you can walk into a gym and maybe find that. But not every, not every 20 something PT has been through that. You know, not every 20 something nutritionist understands what it's like to be a dad or what it's like to be, you know, in this situation or that situation. So when I, I very much felt like when I was looking for solutions, all I found was solutions for women. Yeah. Like that was the hardest part is like, mm. oh, you know, eat, eat 1200 calories and, and do this and do that and, and go do yoga three times. I'm like, what the fuck? Have your pink three kilo dumbbells. And yeah. Like. And I was like, come on, where, where's something for, for my guys, you know? Like, where's something for, you know, the people that are they're pushing it, that want to do big things, that want to, you know, break some shit in the world? Like, where are those people at, you know? And I'm, I'm like, in the business world, so I'm looking to, you know, these influential, highly successful people and learning from them constantly around the business world and, and what it means to, you know, be healthy and, and lifestyle and, and balance. And, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, I can see it. It was, it was literally like, looking up through the bottom of a lake i'm like i can see all these guys there but i can't figure out how to get there and then mm. you know when trav came along and decided to slap me a couple of times and be like wait calm down it's all good you yeah. got this and it was exactly what i needed you know and it was done from a place of deep deep care and you know a a true desire to see somebody change their life not because of anything else other than that is like, here's a human that I can help. Let me help you. Um, you know, everyone else is modicoddling you and, and telling you it's okay. Clearly that's not got you to where you want to be. So let's try a different approach. And it was 
dude, so well timed, so well timed. And I think that's a big thing, right? I think as a coach and one, you need to have enough rapport with someone. And that's why we, mm. uh, the, the way we coach, that's what we really try and build with our guys. So we can have, we can effectively communicate. Cause if, if I'm going to slap you in the face and we don't have, you know, this is metaphorically, not physically, <laughs> like not physically slap you. But if I was close enough to you, I probably would have done it yeah, a couple of times. I'm sure, but, sure a couple of times that would have happened. <laughs> would have been well deserved. But if you're building rapport with your guys, you can ha- and rapport in a relationship because that's what it is. You're building a, a quite a strong relationship um, with a, a coach to a mentor, mentee, whatever you want to call it. Mm. You can one understand where they're at, uh, two understand where their comfort zone is, and three understand when they're just talking shit. So when people are talking shit, you have to be able to call them out. And I think that's a key thing because they don't even realize they're talking shit because they've talked shit to themselves for so long for their whole life. Um, So you can see it. They can't see it, right? So they're justifying shit in their mind of why it's not working, why I can't do this, why this isn't for me. So you need to cut through the bullshit for them hold that mirror up to their face. And as they start winning, you go like, okay, well, we can't just win like this anymore because that's what's going to stop us. We need to expand the comfort zone again and we need to win on a larger scale. And I think it's understanding where someone's at and continue to expand their comfort zone for them and with them, which is what allows them to continue to strive for success. And I think we talked about in the podcast last week, Jason, or the week before, it's like not getting complacent and being inside your comfort zone and, and, you know, falling into that complacency trap. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that was so well captured in the, the style of coaching that you guys go through. And then like that I went through was like, you know, let's, let's focus on a couple of key things. Like you got to remember, I was 130 kilos. I'm, uh, you know, working from home. I'm a husband, I'm a father, like, you know, we're, we're in the middle of this weird COVID time still. Like it was still trying to figure out a lot of stuff. You know, I had my eldest son who was living in Sydney, you know, so I'm trying to manage that relationship as well and, and be there as a dad for him. But it's like, I had all these things against me, but then I was like, okay, let's just simplify it and let's navigate this. And okay, great. Here's what worked and here's what didn't. And here's how we made made strides head ahead and here's what we can do next time. And we moved, the, we, we won a little bit and then a little bit and then a little bit and a little bit. And then it's like, okay, let's add in this thing. Like I started training like in September, I didn't step into a gym, mm. you know, September 21, I didn't step into a gym until like mid January 22. You know, so like there's a solid few months there where like we didn't even talk about training. No, man. It was like, dude, just keep walking, just stay on top of your food. Okay. And it was just like this, this balancing and we, we kept winning and kept winning. Like in that time I lost, 20 odd kilos you know from from that time like just kind of fell away and also keep in mind i somehow managed to navigate um my wedding anniversary we went away for a wedding um you know we went through my birthday then christmas and then new year's eve so it's like we went through all these times and then like these celebration times where it's really easy to become gluttonous and, and, Mm. you know, overeat and things like that. But I finally felt like I was in control of my health and you know what I knew what I needed to do. There was such great education that, you know, you gave in that coaching where I was like, Hey, you know, here's a couple of things to watch out for. Like, you know, 
you know, these little things that you really love to eat, like these little, you know, sweet things. Yeah, well, they're super high in calories. Avoid them, suckers. But like, look at, you know, go check out some paddle pops, you know. I was going to say, you had you had like a 365-day streak of paddle pops in there, I think. Mate, I, I am still, <laughs> I'm solid on the, the chocolate paddle pop. It's even to this day, like every night you, you cannot, this, it just became a thing for me. It was like, great, it was a day well lived. And, and it was this really weird process where even just understanding like, I thought I was eating relatively healthy. I did mm. because like, yeah, we cooked, you know, 95% of our meals at home. Um, you know, we, I didn't overeat, da, 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 but it was like, I didn't realize a couple of these things that were just like super calorie dense that I was just sneaking up on me. And as soon as I started cutting them out for smart substitutions, like weight just started falling off, started walking mm. more, pain went away. Um, you know, and it was just like, so much positive momentum and then you know that just led to 10 months it was 10 i was working through this with um my wife the other day it's 10 months from when i started to when i crossed that you know broke that 90 kilo mark and got down to about 88 um you know so mm. just a tick over 40 kilos 10 months and it's like a kilo a week just doing yeah. the simplest things but also i, I love... think go sorry jace i was gonna say i'd love to know because everyone when they're pursuing anything whether it's in business or in health or whatever they have a moment where they're like i can do this right this moment where you kind of over like you, you top the crest of the hill and you're like this is this is manageable for me this is doable i will get there i'd love to know what that moment was for you because i feel like a lot of people they'll get bogged down they'll lose five kilos ten kilos or maybe i've lost that five ten kilos before but what was the yeah. moment for you where you were like i can do this i'm going this is going to be me for the rest of my life what was that was, do you have that moment in your head yeah, yeah, because I know exactly what you're talking about, Jace. Because it, it's so true. Like I was like, oh, if I could just, if I could just lose ten kilos and just start moving forward, you know, I feel like I could maybe get there. So like that ten kilo mark was a really big threshold for me, um, and it had been for a while. Like you know, even leading up to starting coaching. You know, whereas like if I could just do that and like, you know, I had a couple of like eight kilos, seven kilos, a, a three kilo, a five kilo, like each time I tried something new, but it was really, so like once I got through 120 kilos and I was able to hold it, I was like, well, maybe, maybe this is real. Like maybe this is really going to turn around. And then once I got through 115, um, I was just like, oh shit. Like, okay. Like, like. What do we do now? I'm like, okay, what's next? And I, I just became addicted to the success that I was having in my health. Um, and I was just like, there was nothing that was going to drag me off the tracks at that point. You know, I would go out to barbecues with friends and stuff like that. And I'd, I'd rock up with my can of Pepsi Max and, you know, I'd, I'd, we'd all be sitting around, you know, the guys would be having some beers and stuff like that. And yeah, I'd be having my Pepsi Max. And then like, it was at that moment going through that, that kind of like end of year, start of year, Christmas, New Year's sort of time where I was like, I got through my birthday, I got through Christmas, I, I, I didn't gain weight, I didn't blow out, like I was seeing my friends, I was able to stay in control. I was like, but by, by the end, middle of January, I was like, there's nothing that's going to stop me here at this point. Like, you know, I, I remember finally being brave enough to, you know, actually take like, um, my, my next set of progress shots, um, you know, so I did some right at the start and then I was like, nah, nah, cause I was, I was, had still had so much doubt. And it was like, it wasn't until, uh, the start of 2022, like that whole new year's resolution time, you know, being a, a 
business guy, I sat down and like mapped out some goals and, and really had a look at things. And I was like, right, I've got to take some photos here and really document this. You know, I got this far, I've got down to, I think it was about 110, 111. Um, you know, I really got to make sure that I document this process because someday someone's going to be like, how did you do it? And I want them to know that it's possible. Um, and I want them to be able to see a different future for themselves. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really around that kind of like 115 mark that it really solidified. It was like, this, this is think, the path forward. Yeah. I think like, as you were commenting there and it's like, you know, I took my Pepsi max sort of thing, guys, it doesn't mean you can't drink, but I think what you have to look at is, um, identity, our, our behaviors create our identity and then our identity also creates our behaviors. And when it's once we're, we're on track to achieve a goal. I think we can either go, you know what, for the next 12 weeks, the next 24 weeks, for the next year, whatever it is, I'm just not going to drink, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't serve me at the moment for what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Uh, so you can cut it out and go, you know what, it's not serving me. I am all in on my goals and I am going to achieve this. So you're acting as if, so we talk about fit dad, fat dad all the time. I'm acting as if I'm fit dad. Okay, well, mm. Fit Dad, you know, if Fit Dad's on a fat loss phase, then he really focuses on his nutrition. He focuses on his steps. Then he'll focus on his training. Um, so if we look at that, if I act as if I am Fit Dad, then eventually I'm just going to become him, right? Like, it just is what it is. Our identity of Fit Dad allows us to deploy the right behaviors. And then those behaviors adopted long enough gives us the identity in actuality of fit dad. Yeah. And that's what happened with you, mate. Like it, it just 100%. is. And like, I think th th sorry, Jace, but like, that's right. I remember talking with you, Trav, and I was like, dude, I really, you know, coming into, so my birthday is the 22nd of December. Then there's mm. obviously Christmas. Oof. My wife's the 18th of January. My mom's the 3rd of January. Um, her brother's the, like my wife's brother's the, the 15th of January. You know, like there's so much that happens in that one month chunk for us. And I was like, I really want to be able to go and, and have some birthday cake for my birthday mm. with my family. I want to be able to do these things. And I remember you said to me, Trav, you guys, you go, well, like, why don't you? And I'm like, well, mate, I'm, I'm worried about my calories. He's like, well, okay. If you think about it, like, do you want to have some cake? Like, are you okay to have some cake and not have a beer? And I'm like, I'm not a huge drinker. I'm like, yeah, of course, man. I'd have cake an ice cream all day. So like me taking my Pepsi Mac wasn't because I was like trying to miss out. It was because I was being gluttonous in other areas and I was making it fit, you know, like I was just making it work. It was because I wanted to make sure that I could, you know, hook into that cob loaf that, you know, our friend brings along. And like, I wanted to have those things, but I'm, I'm happy. I was happy to give up some, some other areas. And I, I balanced this identity of this fit dad and fat dad. And we spoke about that a lot too, Travis is like, you know, I, I made that conscious decision. I was like, okay, well, fat dad would have both. Fit dad's mm -hmm. happy to, you know, still have a life and enjoy yeah. things, but keep walking towards the goals and keep making progress. Let's go with that guy. It seems like the right idea to go with right now. Yeah. I like um, that conscious that conscious choice that you spoke about. And I, I think that's where Trav's talking about as well with the whole 24 yeah. weeks of, you know, give up the drinking because a lot of people will just drink by default, yeah. right? They, it's like, oh, I'm at the barbie, so I'm going to have a couple of beers. It's just what happens. Whereas you take that 24 weeks and you cut it out, then you can introduce it again, but you introduce it intentionally and you introduce it with like with a purpose. And you're like, I'm like, I, I do this myself when I drink. I don't drink willy nilly, right? I had yeah. my 30th, I think it was the other week. Um, fuck, I don't know. I, I just, I'm in my 30s now. I don't know where time goes. Um, <laughs> Jesus, has been here for a couple of weeks yeah. and he's already like, oh my yeah. God, look at me. I'm, right, I'm already <laughs> mid 30s. 
Um, <laughs> I was like, I knew I was going to have, I was like, yeah, I'm going to intentionally have some wine. Um, you know, we've got this Danny Rick Shuey decanter thing. I was like, I'm going to have some wine. I'm intentionally going to do it. But if there's no reason for me to do it, I don't intentionally choose it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I think most people are stuck in that cycle of I'm just going to, I'm going to have the chocolate because we always order chocolate and it's just kind of there and I'm going to eat it or I'm going to have the chips because we have the chips for the kids. And I'm just, I'm going to order it and I'm going to eat it because it's there. I'm going to drink just because, oh yeah, that's what we do. We've got the six pack. I might as well crack a beer. Whereas yeah. you've got to kind of go cold turkey on it sometimes when you're that kind of person. And then you can reintroduce it like bit by bit by bit. And as you were doing, right? Like I'm, I'm taking something out so I can add little bits of the things that I enjoy back in. And it's, that's that balance that most people really struggle to find. And, and I, I think, think that sorry, choice. Yeah is needs to be a conscious one you know i wouldn't have got to that place on my own it was only through the coaching with travis it was like dude you know put the beers in the bottom of the fridge in the crisper where they're harder to see so you don't feel tempted you know yeah yeah like do this do that you know don't buy you know the like me i was a sucker for connoisseur cookies and cream ice cream i was a sucker for it mate Mate, I, I would like pound down a liter of that far too in far too short a time span. But like that was that was my thing. It's like, well, don't buy it. Get a get a pack of paddle pops. Hey, try these pine. So it was like it became these simple switches, and it was through that coaching with Travis that I was able to design my environment to make my decisions easier. Right now, it's you know we're recording this on a Thursday. On Saturday is my four year olds. Um, birthday party and we're going to hang out and do birthday party stuff and there's a there's two cakes in the fridge but now like i've spoken to my wife i'm like hey we need to really design things so that uh it's it's easier for me and it's easier for you to get through so we wrap the cakes up in four layers of glad wrap that's a simple enough thing for me to go oh it's too too hard i'm not gonna worry about it like no i'm not rewrapping that piece of shit again yeah (laughs) like and it's still, it still gets, I still need to be conscious of it now. It doesn't, mm. like, I got better at it and I, I've become much more aware of it. But I, I, because of these little things that I've learned, I can now feel like I'm finally in control of my health. I can walk past a Macca's and smell their chips or whatever and be okay to just be like, oh, no, it's all good. I'll get something later. I can, you know, know that we're going to go to breakfast and, and have a family breakfast and, eat something, but know that I'm, I'm going to be able to control that where I, I lack that control of around food and drink and stuff like that. And I had to learn that. And it took, you know, a good kind of like 12, 12 to 16 weeks to really, you know, have it on lockdown and, and finally feel like I owned it and whatnot. But it was each week when I got on the call with Travis is like, Oh, here's this other little thing that you can learn. Here's this other little thing that you can learn. And it just became addictive for me to, to get on this call is like great what else can i do what else can i do and it just became um you know hyper vigilant around it and man there's, there's no better feeling than being able to look in the mirror and go like oh shit this is this is working like should keep doing this um you know and it it just once you gain that positive momentum and you learn how to stay in that positive momentum space like you just want to control that and just keep moving forward. And that, that's all I've done. Like 40 kilos is a monumental amount of weight. Like I'm, I lost one third of my body weight, but it was only because I gained that positive momentum moving towards my goals. And I just did exactly what Travis said around, you know, these little changes. 
I designed my environment. I made sure that I was on point. I, I didn't slip. And if I did slip, you know, I, I coughed up. And I was like, yep, yeah, I, I screwed up, you know. And I had a couple of times where I missed some things and I went over and I gained some weight and I dropped some weight and I went, not, it wasn't a constant downward trajectory. There'd, there'd no. be some weeks in there. It was like, you know, I have a two, two bad days out of a week and all of a sudden you can be, everything can be turned upside down. But I, I realized that it was only through this constant monitoring and, and checking in this self-analysis of myself, the self-analysis, you know, that I was doing when I was having the conversation with Travis. And then Travis looking in on, you know, my stats that I was tracking via the app, like that, that was those, those points just made me aware of, of what was happening that I don't think I could have got anywhere else, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a blast. And I think like with this guys, what you have to understand, anyone listening in, you know, we, everyone's going to hit plateaus, like CJ hit Mm -hmm. plateaus. And I was like, just trust the process and we'll just implement a new tool. He'll get frustrated sometimes. Everyone does because patience is the biggest thing that people need to adopt in a transformation process. Patience is the biggest thing that people don't have in life, right? We want to win the lotto to get rich. It's like, no, just work really fucking hard for the next decade and you'll get rich. Um, So we want to buy a 21 day keto or fat loss blaster ab pack that rubs your fucking and abs the right way it's like guys stop looking for the quick fix have some patience and just be consistent with life uh, and then results will come with long-term consistency but long-term consistency comes with again proximity accountability and focus and just like refocusing people and yes you're going to hit plateaus but cj like we've had as we came down, we cut some calories, we increased some steps, we did some fasting days, we increased yeah. training. We did, like we did so much stuff to implement the tools at the right time. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, you know, if I had told you the first couple of days, you're going to start doing a fasting process, you'd be like, fuck this. Yeah, and I mean, also you would have, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? But when you have to look at this, as someone's going through a process and you've helped them achieve a certain result, the trust builds in the relationship mm. as a coach. And then they're like, well, he hasn't steered me wrong so far. So fuck, okay, let's let's go and be hungry for a day. Um, yeah. And then that works. And it kicked us through that next plateau. And it kicked us through the next plateau. And all of a sudden you start winning. You're like, fuck, man, like what this guy tells me, it's working all the time. So I just got to keep trusting what he tells me because I keep getting better. And that's literally what happened, right? Oh man, hundred percent. And like it was just, oh okay, I'll, I'll do that. And like you know, when we particularly the fasting, the fasting was something that I really struggled with, man. I, I don't know if you remembered, but I was, oh man, that was tough. Uh, you're but cranky. like, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Like once I yeah. understood how to navigate it, when mm. I first went into it, it was like, and you're like, all right, I, I just don't want you to eat for a day i'm like wait what what and he's like yeah just have dinner and you'll be all good i'm like yeah but mate no and he's like no 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 it's fine it's fine it's fine and i'm like but and i'm like oh right we'll try it we'll try it and i tried it and like first week bomb second week bomb third week he's like oh well, okay this clearly isn't working what if we spoke through a few things and like oh we'll try this and like you know i just realized that it was you know i really like to make sure that i wasn't just I was having some flavor in my life. So I was hmm. rather than just drinking water and, and whatnot, like I added in some coffee and then I added in some, you know, uh, zero sugar cordial and some this and then some that. And then I was like, oh, this became real easy. And now I'm hmm. like, oh, you know what? Like I, I had a bit of a, a blowout on the weekend. I'll, I'll just do a fast on Monday. It's all good. And I can do it like that now because I've, I've trusted Travis enough and he's steered me right 
enough times that I can know that I can do it on my own now at will if I need to. Mm. And it's like, so it's every time we went through this, it was like another tool that got added to my toolkit, not just in the coaching side of things, but like the process like, oh, great, I can do that. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do that. And now it's just got this bag of tools and these tricks and, and tips that I can pull out at any time. And that's why I think it just continues to be get to get easier for me because it's like, oh, we just do this one or this one or whatever. So yeah, I man, I remember that fasting. That was that was a tough one. <laughs> but it was and, good. It was good. And when when we were doing it, was it January or was it February that you decided to run the ten kilometers? When did you decide to run the ten Ks or was it March? Uh, so it was I decided to run uh, at the end. I saw the ad and signed up at the end of February. I think it was. Yep. Um, so end of Feb, like we were, we were just getting past the 10 K a day consistently in January. Like we were getting that. Yeah. And then the next month later, he's like, Oh, I'm going to run 10 kilometers. I was like, yeah, well, he's like, Oh, one, you were, should I? And I was like, yeah, let's fucking smash it. <laughs> and, and I think, um, <laughs> so, but I think, and I was like, I was like, if you sign up, I'll fly, I'll yeah. fly with you and I'll do it. And then you're like, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> so, right, so this is going to happen. <laughs> um, I was like, because, dude, if I fly up to, to you, we ain't we ain't not doing this 10K. <laughs> um, and it became serious, right? And then we hmm. focused on getting the running in. Um, and that, you know, had its own little issues here and there with um, getting the momentum with that. But we and they're like oh maybe i'll you, you did a run i think at the start of july i think it was like 65 minutes i think it was yeah uh, for your 10ks because we did a trial run yeah yeah i was I, it's like it was i think it was mid-july around then yeah like keeping keep in mind i hadn't i hadn't the first kilometer i ran or the first time i ran since my second knee surgery was january 2022 and it was like mm. january 30th and i was like i just wonder if i can do this and i was at the gym I hopped on a treadmill. I think I ran like 700 meters and I was like, okay, that kind of hurts. Like, uh, we'll, we'll leave that be. And, and went about like, that was it. And then I signed up and then I was like, okay. Um, you know, and we were focusing on, on training and getting stronger in the gym and lifting weights. And it wasn't really until kind of towards the end of April, there's like, right, let's start getting some kilometers into the legs. And then July, I did that 10 K in like 65, 68 minutes. And I was like, I was blown away. I was blown away. I was like, that was such a, that may have, Massa. that may as well Huge. have been a, a friggin' running across the world to me. Like yeah. that's how far away from that I was, or I thought I was. Um, and it wasn't until I started kind of doing a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And yeah, like I pulled up a bit sore, but it was like, I'd been to a workout, not like I'd been, you know, put through a meat grinder, which is what it felt like, you know, when I was heavy. Yeah, and that was that was the difference, and I was like, "Damn, this is this could be some fun." And you know, I wonder, I wonder if we can get it under an hour. Like, wouldn't that be crazy? Like, and it was just this whole, but what if? And yeah. this, this what if mentality, like, just seeped into my life, and just like, but what if I could do more? What if I could go further? What if I could, you know, go faster? What if I could? And it just seeped in and just took over, and it was. It was wild. That was that was fun, man. That was that yeah. was good fun in August. But but I was like, yep. Now we're gonna go for fifty minutes. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you're like what? Right. Right. <laughs> um, and and we, we I flew up there, and it was the first time we met face to face. 
Um, and we ran it in like, or oh, you beat me by two seconds because I let you, clearly. Um, but I, I, mate, I don't care whether you let me or not. I, I won that, all right? Like, I got that. But uh, we, we did it in 50 minutes and like seven seconds or something like that, yep. which is good. Um, and, you know, I thought it was hot as hell because I'm living in Tasmania. You thought it was cold as hell because you're living in Townsville. Yep. Um, and no, but we smashed it, right? I think I, I, that was, again, a pivotal moment because you were mm. like, okay, this is something that I thought was impossible and I just did it. So as you go through your coaching journey, all of a sudden the impossible becomes possible and then you go, well, what else can I do if I can do this? Yeah. And then we, we, we increased the training. We, you know, you did a half, like I think you did a half marathon. Then we were talking randomly about the Spartan race. Yeah. Um, that was not just a normal Spartan race. It was a Spartan ultra that was like 51 Ks, I thought. But then it became 56 when we got there. <laughs> um, they lied to us. Um, but we're like, but we only decided six weeks out. Now, I didn't run a marathon. I didn't run a marathon since I was like, like 22. Um, and I'm older than Jace. My thirties got lost a while ago. Um, so, you know, we're six weeks out. It was like, let's do this. And me, you, and two of the other boys in the coaching were like, okay, we'll do it all together. And we all flew to Melbourne and, you know, I'm very much of a, a lax person with the preparation that I do about things. CJ was like, fuck, well, I've got to really focus on this. I was like, nah, but you'll be right. You'll be okay. Um, I have belief in you. And I think, I had such a belief in you that allowed you to believe in you, I think, on, on the mm. process and on the journey. Um, I think that belief in you and in yourself has grown more and more. Your outlook on just the way you communicate on life has become bigger and brighter. I would say oh. brighter. You, you were gray and now there's color. Um, to, to talk about your life, you know, you were living in a gray world and now you're living in a fucking, you know, rainbow. Um, but... I think for yourself, we, we signed up, we did this all of a sudden, we ran a 56 kilometer Spartan ultra race in January, February this year, whenever that was. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, I've done that now. What else can I do? Yeah. And then you ran, you ran like, did you do 60 Ks? What so was did, your biggest run? Yeah, that was 60 was my biggest. That was yeah. um, November, November last yep. year. Yeah. Um, so it's like, like, dude, it, it's, it's nonstop. And then, um, I'll briefly talk about what your next goal is towards the end. So I won't yeah. go into that now, but I think like for anyone who is out there listening, if you're 130 kilos within like 14 months, you can lose 40 kilos and run and do a Spartan ultra. Um, which is 56 kilometers over 50 obstacles where you're climbing over shit and like no. rolling in shit basically as well. Um, <laughs> so it was, oh, dude, dude, it was um, so good. It was, you finish it and you're like, and I had a fractured foot that I did it with you that day. And I was like limping through this whole thing. I was like, nope, I, if I don't do it, I can't be that person. So I did it with you guys and we hopped in the car at the end of the day. And I was, cause I was limped there and i limped through the course and i limped leaving i just remember sitting in the car um and i was like I, I i'm done um and we as we were driving i was like i was al one of the other boys was driving i was like i need you to pull over man i think i'm gonna pass out and this was like a couple of hours after i felt yeah. and i was like i just started vomiting out the side of the car i was like i think you know that you push yourself to a limit when 
a couple of hours after it, your body just starts shutting down. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I was like vomiting out the side of the car in fucking butt fuck nowhere. Um, no phone reception. No, no, reception, nothing. no nothing. And I was like, I just want to go to bed yeah. because it, it was like a 12 hour race on a broken foot. Um, oh, but it's like, hey, hey, you do it. And you, you guys like absolutely hammered it. But I think for yourself, it's like, the belief in yourself and what you believe is possible again is so much bigger than what, like your goal was to walk 10,000 steps. Then you, you ran 56 kilometer Spartan ultra. Um, like it, it's just, it, it's night and day, black and white. Like there is no correlation between the two. No. And their worlds apart. They're separated by dimensions of reality. And that's what it feels mm. like. I like it, this, I entered a new dimension where it was a new reality for me and a new thing was possible. And I did that time and time and time again to, to do the 10 K that was huge to do it. Like to complete it on my own, just as a trial run before we went down and did the race, that was massive. And I was like, okay, like, let's go. Like, let's see if we can get it under, you know, 60 minutes. And then I was like, if, if we, you know, 50 is a goal, 60 is really what we're going for. And it was really this kind of bracketing system that we developed. It's like, okay, we set a really crazy stretch goal and we go for that. But if we get this, we're also going to be super stoked with our success. And it was this whole thing that we did through this coaching process. And in that same time, like I was talking to my friends that were on the Sunshine Coast where we did the 10K run. I was like, oh, I'm coming down. Like, come along, come along, come along. And I, I started talking with my friends and the people that I cared about and you know, I, my, one of my best buddies, you know, he was on the sunshine coast. I was like, dude, don't you quit on me now? Like, don't you quit? And he's 10, 10, 12 years older than me. He's had back surgery and he's gone through his whole own weight loss journey as well. You know, in kind of like the, the five years previous. And I was like, just come along, man. If you walk it, that's the worst case scenario. If it takes you five hours, who cares? You did it. It's still an achievement. And he comes out there and like he and I catch up with coffee for coffee the day before we haven't seen each other for, you know, 12, 18 months. And like, here I am 40 kilos lighter. And he's like, holy shit, who is this person? And it was just that, that gray, that drabness, as you said, Travis was gone. I was like, let's go, let's get it done. And he comes out there. We did it in 50 minutes. He comes out there and he, he blasts through it in like an hour, 35, hour 40 and you know, here's a guy who hasn't run since he last walked on a footy field, you know, in his early teens sort of thing. Like he did zero preparation and, and he's kind of, he's like, okay, like, let's go. And then, you know, I had another friend who did the 5k and another friend who did this. And, and, th and then all of a sudden, like, before we leave that weekend, he's going, okay, like, let's do the 10k again next year. So he's coming again this year. Um, he wants to try and beat his time. I've got another friend, you know, she did the, she did the 5k and she's like, okay, let's go and step it up to the 10k. You know, another friend doing the same thing. So it was like, all of a sudden I started to, I started to lead the friends and mm. people that I cared about to show what was reality. The, the, the best part about that, that whole weekend was running the 50 minute 10Ks with you was great. Turning around and running 2Ks with my then 10 year old son. Dude, it was, it was life changing. It was mm. To run with him for two kilometers, to cheer him on and go, you can do this, was something that I, I didn't conceive to be anything close to possible. And then it was like, wow, I just did these two major feats back to back 
Like there was literally like half an hour difference between when we finished the race yeah. and when he started his. And then like I went on to go and do the 2K with him and then it was great. And now it's like I've got these people that are coming to the party where they want to step up and better themselves because they think it's now possible because of what I did. And I was like, that belief only came from Travis and like that belief that you put into me that then I slowly built in myself. I've now passed on to my kids and to the, those that I love. And mate, we go back in August to do the, mm. the Sunshine Coast Running Festival. I'm doing the full marathon. My wife's doing the 5K. My now 11-year-old's doing the 5K. His, his mum, she, she's signed up for the 5K. I didn't let her get out of it scot-free. <laughs> you know, we've got my buddy doing the 10K. He's trying to break a PB. We've got, the, like, it becomes different. It becomes, like, the, these dimensions opened up, man. And it was, it was so different. Yeah. And then, like, completing that and then coming back and I was like, this what-if mentality that you instilled in me just started to really grow and blossom, you know, because I achieved these big things. I was like, okay, what if, what if I could run a half marathon? So one day, two weeks later, I just packed up and I, I went and ran a half marathon. You know, I took no water. I, I got swooped by magpies <laughs> and I lost my sunnies and like, but I ran a goddamn half marathon. I was like, holy shit, like that's crazy. And then I was like, man, I wonder if I could do a marathon. No, that's way too hard. That's way too, I could never do it. And this is literally what I'm saying to you. I could never do a full marathon. And then I saw an ad to, to run 60 Ks for um, a, a charity last November. And I was like, all right, well, like, what's the worst case scenario? I just run around home. Like it doesn't cost me anything. Like let's see if we can raise a bit of money. And then all of a sudden it becomes way bigger deal than what I thought. And I've got people cheering me on and, and money's pouring from from friends and family that donate into this cause that we're raising money for and i'm it's three o'clock in the morning it's november in townsville and it's like i started and it was 25 degrees you know at three o'clock in the morning i started running and like i'm pitch black and it's like it just be, it became ridiculous where it went to and then it's like oh well i got through that and you know that was that was fucking hard that was super hard and then like you know in January, it's like, oi, oi. This is, it, was, it was like four guys sitting around at a, a pub. Yeah. Like, oi, we should go to this bar. No, yeah, come on. You won't. You're scared. Oh, yeah, right. It's exactly how it went down. And then we went and did that. And like, mate, how you made it through on a broken foot is beyond me. I nearly, I was in the hurt locker. And like, I was just like, okay, I got to give it everything I got. And, you know, then you got through. And I was like, oh, my God. I remember us walking into that. You know, here we are. We've just done a 12-hour race. We walk into this Macca's. My feet were so swollen. I couldn't put my shoes back on. Like, But the thing yeah. is, like, people ask me, why did you do that, CJ? And I said, well, I wanted to see if I could. Yeah. And now that's different for everybody. Yeah. Like, and I've, since this time going through this process, my friend just went down to um, the, the Gold Coast Spartan in May. And he's... Um, his 45 to 55 age group and he raced in the 5k and that was a, a crazy thing for him 5k or 10k that was a crazy thing for him i'm like mate i've cheered him on really getting behind him um yeah and i was like you can do it he, he came out really great time and he's now been invited by spartan to go and represent australia at the world ocr championships wow like he's a guy who just he's a vet he's a dorky dude who's just like started going to the gym and just 
decided to ask what if and there's all these people in my life now that are asking this question that are like what if what if we do this what if we can what if we go that little bit further what if we go that little bit faster and it's just become so I think, beautiful to see i think when someone that we know smashes through the glass ceiling because at the end of the day, it's just a glass ceiling that we've created for ourselves. Mm. Other people look up and realize that they've just manufactured the limitations based on the reality that they've told themselves. Yeah. And then they see someone else break through it and they're like, well, if he can do it, I can do it too. And not everyone thinks that. Like some mm. people think, fuck you. Um, but there's a lot of people who are close to you go, well, I know CJ. And if he can do it and he can change his life, yeah. Maybe I can. And all it takes is that one little moment. It doesn't have to be groundbreaking. It's just that one little, if he can do it, I can do it too. And I remember finishing that 10K with you, dude. And I had lunch with you before I flew back because I flew in on the Saturday night and f- drove down, ran the 10K. So flew, drove straight back to the airport and flew back to Tassie. Um, and I was having lunch and your mom came up to me and she said, like, this to quote, said thanks for bringing cj back to me Mm. um because for a while there you were lost as far as the cj that she knew and Mm. she said thanks for bringing cj back to me um i think for anyone out there like your family loves you so much um whether you think they do or don't like they fucking do if you've got kids and you love them no matter what trust me your parents love you no matter what like you might not think it but they fucking do Um, and if you're going through a hard time, they know you are, but they can't change it for you. You have to save yourself sometimes with some help, but when you do save yourself, there's a, I'm fucking about to choke up as well. Cause I would think about my kids, right? Mm. There's a sigh of relief that would come over a parent when they're like, my son found his way back. Mm. Um, to the one that I knew and to the potential that he could. And I think everyone out there, finding your way back is for you, but also on the process of finding your way back to your best version of you, you give hope, confidence, courage, relief, all these other emotions to all the people out there that love you that is so much more than weight loss because – it's not about the weight loss. It's about believing in yourself again at the end of the day. And that's what it's all about. It's like, okay. And because you believed in yourself, you stuck to something. And because you stuck to something, you got the result. But because you believe in yourself, other things are possible as well. How has your life changed from losing the weight and getting that confidence back as the last couple of questions, mate? Dude, so, so much. Um, like my, my business has exploded. Um, you know, I, I was able to grow my business so much more. Um, yeah, I was, you know, just on our call last week, I was talking to you about, yeah, I found one of my old journals from, from 2019 and I was like, oh, I'd I'd love to achieve just this. Like if I could do this, it'd be monumental. I'm like, mate, I'm like 10 X plus 20 X past that, you know, like where it's just, it's crazy how much like that business world has changed for me. Um. My, my friendships and my connections are deeper and more meaningful. There's been people that you know, I was connected with that I think have been 
they've been a little bit rattled by my journey and my process because it's held up a mirror to them and they, they haven't really liked what they've seen. So they've pulled back a little bit and that, that happens. I can't, I can't change that for them. I can only be there to support them and help them when they go through that. But in the process of that also, I've found so, so many incredible people that have kind of like come out, you know, to be a, a support and a, a become a deeper friend. And, you know, I'm much, much closer with my wife, my, my now four-year-old, you know, he and I are like best buds and, you know, my 11-year-old now has moved, he's moved from, he moved from Sydney to Townsville to come be closer. He's like, dad, I want to be closer because I want to go and be a professional basketball player and I want you to train me. Mate, I have no stop, idea about stop, basketball. Stop. No, no, but I'm going to stop you right there, right, for a second. The CJ that you were, past tense, the CJ that you are, do you believe the CJ that you were, your son would have said that to you? Not a chance. Not a chance. He like, had the opportunity to. I, I yeah. asked him. He said, oh, yeah. I'd like to do it one day if and maybe. He sat there and he, he contemplated that. But it wasn't until I, I, I lost 40 kilos of weight, but I left behind so much doubt and mm. you know, uh, so much fear and shame and guilt, like all this negative stuff along the way. But I, I gained so much self love, so much self care, so much more empathy towards my kids and my wife, the, the relationships that I have now, dude, I, I've always been a bit of a cynical guy. I thought it was really weird when people just like say hello to other people at the shops, but like, I realized in this process that like everyone's going through some sort of pain, whatever it is. And if I can make someone's day a little bit better by saying hi, like it, it just means a But I couldn't have done that in the old person that I was, that old version of CJ. There wasn't, there wasn't a possibility that I didn't have the capacity for that. So, so much, every, every single part of my life has changed. Every single part of it has changed for the better. There is not one area of my life that my weight loss journey has not touched. And everywhere that it has touched, it has been a positive transformation. Awesome. And the last one, mate, tell us, you posted up and we've talked about this a bit, your goal in November. So tell everyone what your new goal is um, for November. I'll let you tell everyone. Oh man, this is uh, terrifying to actually say it out loud. So, so my, in this process, you know, I'm an army veteran. Um, I'm a big believer that men's, um, mental health gets overlooked. I struggled a lot with it myself. And I think it played a large part in leading me to where I was. And finally, I was able to turn that corner. A big, a huge, huge part of that was through the coaching that I did with Trav and, and you guys. It was just absolutely invaluable. But now it's like, now it's a time for me to serve um, and, and give back and um, you know, this goal coming up in November is I'm going to run 60 kilometers a day for 30 days of the entire month of November in the efforts to raise $100,000 for uh, Movember, um, you know, the, the charity, the organization Movember, and try and ignite, you know, conversations between 100,000 people around men's mental health. And that is a very, very scary sentence to say out loud and put out there um, publicly, but it's... Again, it's what if, what if we can. Exactly. I think, 
living Jay Strait's run 3.8 k's the other weekend. He nearly died. Uh, <laughs> I, ma- I managed the 5k. It was, uh, it was I got I got the full five, and I was like, yeah, I might do this once every two weeks. Get my cardio up. Parker, I'm not for you, mate. No, but then he decided on the Monday, he's like, Jesus, I'm going to just start adding a bit more cardio into my program because oh, I feel like if if some guy tries to hit on my girl as she grows up, I need to be able to chase him down. Yeah. Well, um, I'm actually more concerned about Trav finding a fucking Spartan race here in Perth and yeah. uh, I'm flying over, mate, we're doing it. I want to be prepared. Pr- I'm sure like a hammer to my foot. We were talking exactly. about Iron Man in, in December there at in, some point. Yeah, sure. that's it. I know, <laughs> but there's the yeah. We were, but unfortunately, it is the same weekend as a ultra marathon that my wife wants to do down in Tasmania, and I'm gonna have to do that with my wife because I'm a, if she wants nice. to do something great, I'm there for her. Um, yeah, exactly. But but I'm gonna run the sixty kilometers doing that. It's all right. Um, but in saying that, mate. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you on here. The uh, 60Ks for 30 days straight and running 1,800 kilometers in the month of November is going to be an insane journey, one that will help you, support you with, and I'll definitely be seeing you face-to-face for it some part of your 30 days. Um, I think for anyone who's listened today, I think what we need to take away from this is it doesn't matter where you are mentally. It doesn't matter where you are physically. Stop comparing yourself to anyone else's journey and understand it's your journey. And I don't care where your starting point is. All you need to do is take one step forward. It doesn't have to be a fucking leap, a jump. You're not playing fucking long jump. It's just a step. And every step you take is leading you down towards your best self. It doesn't mean you'll fall some days, but you can stand back up. And then you can take another step. And the smaller the steps, they'll start to grow into bigger steps. And then they'll start to go into bigger ones. And all of a sudden, you'll be running fucking 60 Ks a day, right? You just, you will. Because the belief inside yourself will grow. And it's, no one ever has to run, by the way, who comes onto our coaching. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the, 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 the belief in yourself will grow so large that your internal dialogue will change from, I can't to what if and i think that that is the biggest thing i can't do that i could never do that to what if what could happen who could i change their life by doing this i think that shift in internal dialogue just change just highlights a change in the mentality that that putting some discipline consistency with coaching focus and accountability how that can draw you into a parallel universe to what, or like to, to whatever you believe was possible. It, it, like your only limitations are yourself. And as coaches, it's our, our job to make sure that you stop holding yourself back. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can do as coaches. Um, you know, for us, you know, mate, it's been great to to help you achieve this so far and continue to help you achieve all your goals with the coaching process. Um, if anyone is out there and they do want to get some coaching, you know, CJ, what would you say to someone who does want to do some coaching or they're on the fence or they're not sure? It, it seems super cliche, but like, just just do it. The, the worst... What you've done to get to wherever you are right now clearly hasn't gotten you the results that you've, you've got. I, I cannot advocate for, for Trav and, and Jace and, and the whole Fit Dad Club enough because I felt like I tried everything. I invested tens of thousands of dollars. I tried 
you know, well over a dozen different programs, different trainers and this and that and everything else. I, I felt like I went through it short of, you know, literally going under the knife. Like I did everything that you could possibly could and nothing worked for me until I was, I sat there and I was like, maybe, maybe I need some help. Maybe I need someone that can just steer me in the, the right direction. Maybe I need someone that can just, you know, hold me accountable, keep me focused and, and, and let me go through the process. And that's exactly what you did, Travis, for, for me. And that, that process started. Remembering my first goal wasn't crazy. My first goal right. was to see if I could get 5,000 steps a day for seven days straight. Like the, the world from where I was to where I am now is monumentally different. But wherever you are to wherever you want to go, that, that same transformation can happen. So just, I cannot advocate enough. Please go and hit up Trav, go and hit up Jace and, and get on the program and just try it. Because if you do what they say, if you go through the process and you trust the process, you will get the results. You know, you got to trust the process and you got to go through it and you got to do the work. Yeah, but you get the results. You know, I still hop on a call every week with Travis. I have never missed a coaching call with him. I was like, he's like, dude, it's Christmas. It's going to fall on Christmas day. You know, we're going to have to move next week's call. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I had time. Mate, like, it just became <laughs> religious for me, like around, because I knew that if I missed that, like I, I, it became such a pinnacle for me around my week. And I cannot thank you enough, man, for the support, the encouragement, the belief, the, the, you know, not holding me back and constantly encouraging me to, to do crazier and crazier things. Um, and it's been truly amazing. So just go and try just, You got nothing to lose, you know, and I, I would be blown away if you do everything that they say to do and you don't get results, I'll figure out how to do a headstand and I'll film that. For you. <laughs> uh, so go guys, go to fit-dad.club. Um, if you want to have a chat to talk about where you are and where you want to be and how we can help you close the gap. If you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment, let us know what you want to talk about, or if you want to talk about anything or tell me how I'm going bald again. I don't really care. Um, also you can say CJ, he's got, he's got a bit of a receding hairline as well. Tell you CJ, he's on here today. Um, not youthful Jace. Um, yeah. Don't tell you okay. youthful. We've <laughs> got those dad, locks. I've I'm going to have this hairline till I'm 80 if my dad's anything to go by. So uh, I'll, I'll take good. my privilege and I'll keep it. <laughs> um, and guys, if you're listening to us on a, a Spotify, a podcast somewhere, um, give us a fucking rating um and leave a comment as well because you know we say it every week and you know it just takes you a little scroll of a finger to do five stars or it can scroll left i guess it is and probably one star um but leave us a, a five star a one star three star all of them helps the algorithm guys i actually don't care um so give us a comment and a star and that is it for another day thanks cj thanks jace it's been awesome today cheers guys thanks so much